Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to New Hope Underground. I am your host this week, Tyler Sturkey, uh, Pastor Tyler Sturkey. And uh, we are continuing in this series that we've been doing, uh, kind of a supplemental resource for the series we've been doing this summer called Summer on the Mount. Uh, where we're diving into the text that was preached in the fir- uh, you know in the previous week, and you can just only cover so much in a thirty minute sermon, and so we love to be able to expand on it, have discussions beyond it, and we always love to uh, invite special guests on to discuss it with us. And so today, I I have invited on an extra special guest because it's someone I have worked with the entire time that I have been uh, at New Hope, and she is like a big sister, kind of like my mom, an aunt, basically every family member that I've ever had, she is that. So thunderous applause for Carol Donsbach. <laughs> Welcome to New Hope Underground, Carol. Thanks, <laughs> He, he says big sister just to make me feel better. Yeah. Normally I call her mom. <laughs> I mean, technically I could be your mom, a teen- but I would be a very, very, very teenage mom. Teenage mom. Yes. So we'll just say bigger sister. Yes, that works. <laughs> so how are you doing? Welcome to New I'm Hope good. Underground. Yeah. Good. Thanks so for having me. To, hey, just note for the audio. So just everybody knows Carol's level of commitment. She's on vacation this week. Yeah. So for her to come in and record this, she... <laughs> It's a special favor to me that shows how much she loves me, I think. <laughs> yes, that I don't know. is maybe, true. Maybe I guilted and obligated you. No, not <laughs> at she, all. As a good pastor, I shamed you into doing it. Um, but no. You, <laughs> and I'm on a staycation. So yeah, staycation. Town, yeah. So. so you're at home. It yeah, you, you came back from, yeah. from Florida. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't <laughs> just, love you that much. Just for this. No, no. She, she does not love me enough for that. I know the limits of her love. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yeah. So welcome to New Hope Underground. Thanks. We... Uh, and you've listened to it enough. And I think, have, have you been on episodes before? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I've been on one a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, because we have found like there's such a good response to this and so many people listen to it that we've been doing it for more and more series, which has been fun. Yeah. Um, but it's just cool for I love it. the church to be able to hear just other people's stories and perspectives and stuff, especially on the text we're looking at. And you just get to go, go a little bit deeper yeah. with the text. And so uh, the passage we're looking at today that I preached on uh, this last weekend was in uh, Matthew 6, uh, 25 to, I believe, 30, 34. Uh, and it's Jesus's teaching on worry and anxiety. And man, if this is not a needed text in our time, yeah. we live in an age of anxiety and worry. Yeah. And so, but yeah, we will uh, kind of jump into the text, uh, read it. And then uh, we'll, as many of you know, who have listened for a while, we kind of use the SOMA method. It's kind of a, a method of Bible study that I think Darren actually uh, kind of created. Uh, and so it's an acronym for uh, scripture where we're just going to read the text. And then the O is for observation where we're just going to make observations in the text. And I'll, I'll let C- Carol kind of lead that way of just to point out things she noticed in the text. And so this isn't meant to be like a deep scholarly, you know, we're not writing a commentary That's on good. it. This <laughs> is just, I mean, this is to show that anybody, you don't have to have a degree or be a, some biblical scholar to be able to study the Bible that, man, the Spirit speaks and shows us things in the text. And um, so, especially because, like, I've been deep in it and wrote a sermon on it and stuff like that. So I already told everybody my observations yeah. <laughs> on yeah. Sunday. They've, they've heard enough from me. And so that's why we love inviting a guest on because we love to hear their observations. And most of the time, it's, like, it's stuff that, like, inwardly I'm thinking, 
why, why didn't I point that out in my message? Like I never saw that before. <laughs> so there's a bit of envy on my side of like, I wish I would have saw that. So it's cool how the spirit just, you know, we're each bringing our own transforming selves to the text and uh, the spirit speaks what, you know, he wants us each to see. And it's always cool to see what God shows other people. Yeah, um, so, sure. yeah so I will go ahead and just read the text and then, and then we'll jump into it. Okay, so Matthew 6, uh, verses 25 to 34. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and, let you, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you you of little faith. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Ooh, yeah, this is the word of the Lord. Yeah. And yeah. So I would just invite you, Carol, if you just want to point out just anything you, I mean, around anything, anything you notice in the text yeah. or around the text. I am. Um, <clears throat> this is a scripture that I have gone to so many times in my life. I can't yeah. even tell you. There's certain scriptures, you know, that um, when you struggle, you kind of latch on to. And I think this is definitely one of them. Um, I love one of my favorite things about this text is just looking at the birds of the air. Yeah. You know, like, and they're taken care of. Yeah. Like through all seasons, mm. you know, just like we go through all seasons. Cause I think, see, I don't know if it's in Matthew's gospel or maybe in Luke's where he makes the reference of saying that, that it, that a sparrow does not fall to the ground without your father's knowing, or I'm paraphrasing that a little bit, but I mean, it it kind of builds on this idea a little bit of if God is aware, even when a bird dies and falls to the ground, like that does not happen apart from his knowledge. Then you come back to this text and he's referencing birds again of saying, how much more are you worth? Where, and again, maybe it's a, I think it might be Luke's version where he says that, uh, even the hairs on, on your head are numbered. Yeah. Like God knows even that about you. Yeah. Like it just shows his level of care and concern for us, like reinforces that. Yeah. And I think, I think it shows me too that because I can tend to be a control freak. Mm. And so my um, message probably hit a little hard about the trust isn't about increased control. Oh my gosh. <laughs> increased well, surrender. Well, I feel like God's been teaching me that. I was going to say that's big a big time. That's a thing that you've. 
I mean, your story, and this was part, actually, I mean, just full disclosure to the listeners, partly one of the reasons why I invited Carol to be the guest on this particular uh, episode is because I know this text has been especially meaningful to you in this last season, like ever since the pandemic or or shortly or what? Oh, it was before. It was before. Okay. I'm sorry. You want me to go into that? I was going to say, you can share, I mean, <laughs> sure. share as much yeah. or a little as you want. I, I don't, I'm, it's not my place to tell your story. Yeah. And no, so. no, I'm happy to tell my story because I, God's in my story, you yeah. know, for sure. But I, um, I feel like, like this, like I said, this text over the years and even Philippians four, six and seven, that says, do not be anxious for anything, but pray about everything with Thanksgiving and God will give you peace. It surpasses all comprehension. Those texts have been my go-to for so many years. And I guess you, I would have um, maybe labeled myself as a wor- a worrier, a recovering worrier, trying constantly <laughs> to not worry, you yeah. know, with God. Yeah. Um, but never really thought I had anxiety or anything like that. But um, like, at, like on a clinical level. Right. Because I even make that distinction in the message of saying there is a sense in which we can work like deal with anxiety or worry on a general level where you may have thought patterns or whatever that follow that. But then there can be a clinical level of anxiety to where, and sometimes that's a result of, I mean, there's lots of things that can cause it. Sometimes it's trauma, things you've experienced, things that are not your fault that it happened to you, but sometimes those things can persist and cause real physical things in our bodies. And so I do kind of parse some of that out. Absolutely. Jesus isn't necessarily addressing the clinical aspect of that but the heart of what he's saying still speaks to it oh, though absolutely. and 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 i mean because he just always goes to the heart so then it doesn't really matter what the specifics are it still connects with where we're at yeah for sure and i you know like i said i worry's been a thing i've taken to god so many years and in the end of 2018 beginning of 2019 i just slipped into a horrible place of anxiety just like kind of suddenly like almost had like a breakdown um, and didn't really understand what was going on. I thought something was physically wrong with me, so I was going to every doctor under the sun to try to figure it out, yeah. which I think happens a lot with people with anxiety because you have so many physical... Um, like you had all these kinds of physical symptoms, but didn't realize... It wasn't that you were feeling anxious and you were going to the doctor about feeling anxious. Right. You were had all these physical symptoms and problems not realizing it was connected to anxiety which exactly and that's probably a lot of people deal with oh for sure I've talked to so many people since I went through that season um for sure (laughs) yeah it just makes everything worse but anyway um so anyway went into that season and just but I and it was I mean it was I don't want to go into all the nitty-gritty because we don't have time but just I mean I couldn't go to the grocery store Mm. I mean Wayne had to, Wayne, my husband, had to (laughs) pray me to church every Sunday, which if anyone knows me knows that that's not, I love coming to church and talking with people. I realized at the beginning, like as we're like getting into the text and stuff, I never really let you, for those who are listening who don't actually know who you are, I never actually like asked you to explain who you are because I said that I've known you for a long time. That's because we work together on staff. Like Carol is actually, for those who don't know, Carol is on staff here at New Hope. Um, and she's not necessarily like up front all the time on a Sunday morning. Every once in a while she is. But uh, she has been a huge part of our staff for how long? 25 years. 25 years. Year. So even before <laughs> I was on staff. But I think when I first came here, you were actually doing the youth ministry. Youth like leader, you, yeah. yeah, you were 
the youth leader, which is cool, high school yeah. uh, specifically. Yeah. Um, but then your role has shifted yep. uh, in multiple ways since then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do <laughs> you want to tell people kind of what your role is even now? Yeah, I'm the staff director here now. Um, and so, gosh, I never know how to explain that. <laughs> um, I help Tyler with a lot of things that Tyler's not able to do because yeah. he's our lead pastor, but I, um, and has a lot of things on his plate. So I lead a lot of our meetings, our staff meetings. A lot of I, our central staff who have yeah. roles that are across campuses, ac- across the whole church at all three campuses. Yep. Um, obviously that's a lot of people to lead and I'm not able to, I've not been able to do that directly. Yep. And so, uh, you've actually like, kind of taken up the slack on a lot of that yep. in, in huge ways. Yep, I meet with and a so, lot of our directors um, every month on a one-on-one basis, and then I plan our retreats and yeah. kind of always have my eye on our spiritual health because yeah, that's just how I'm wired. And, yep. Yeah, yep. very passionate about that, and yeah. does and she does a really good job um, at it, but she, she just cringed when I said that. She doesn't think so, <laughs> but I know so, so I can say that. We're, I'm very thankful for Carol. I do and, love that part of and my yeah, job, and so. and Misty Kaiser and I work together on a lot of HR stuff um, yeah. for our staff, stuff like that. So, so kind so. of big picture level leading stuff like yep. on our team, and so yep. yeah, she, lo- she loves people, uh, yeah. does a really good job at leading them, and we're very thankful for her role. And Thanks, she's my Dad. and she's my mom, so. <laughs> She changes my diaper when I need it. <laughs> when I've had a rough oh, week. <laughs> we tell each other it'll be okay when we're stressed out yeah. or worried. If you want to know the person who the person is who keeps me from quitting sometimes, it's Carol. And vice versa. And vice versa yeah. <laughs> when she wants to quit, I'm the one that talks oh, her gosh. off the ledge. So Yeah. Anyway. So back I, to anxiety. Yeah, back to anxiety. So anyway, I just got in a really, really bad place. Um, and um, it was interesting because right before, which this kind of goes along with your message, right before I slipped into that place, I had really been talking to God about a couple things. And one of the things was I kept saying, God, I feel like I don't trust you. Like oh, yeah. I want to be in control. I mean, I said that to God. And the other thing I felt like I was saying to him was, um, and I don't really understand your full love for me. I don't understand how you fully love me Mm. because I always felt like I was never doing enough. Sure. I always, you know. And that's the human default is we, without even realizing it, we go into a works righteousness default. Oh my goodness. You feel like you have to earn God's love and have to produce something to prove you're worthy of it. And part and, of that, I feel like, was what the faith I was raised in, you know, how I was raised yeah. and stuff like that. But it was interesting because during that time when I could literally do nothing, I mean, I couldn't cook. I It, it was it was crazy. Yeah. I felt, I remember where I was sitting one day in the midst of that. And I remember God saying, Carol, you can do absolutely nothing right now. Mm. And I still love you the same. I still love you the same. And that spoke to me so much. And I felt like God said, and it's okay for you to take care of yourself. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was so good. It's huge. Like, as a mom of four kids, you know, I think you, and even working at a church, you're. Well, even the nature of your role and and your your personality. Like, you're just. Oh, my gosh. You're a mom. Like, (laughs) we joke about it. You're a mom. You're a mom to all of us. And so it's that. That's the mom mentality is you do, you do for others and you think of others before yourself, which is a great quality to have, but it can 
it can lead to the place of martyrdom. Oh, for sure. Of I will refuse to think of myself and I crash and burn while everyone else is taken right. care of. Which and, is exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what you went through. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, and I, I mean, when I first went into that, I don't know, I just, I think I had so many ideas about anxiety before I went through it myself. Yeah. And cause I remember I might've been one of those people that said, well, just get closer to God, you know? And, and when I fell into that season, I couldn't even read my Bible. I mm. was so confused. Like my brain was just not clear. It was yeah. crazy. And so then I felt like a failure. Like I'm not a good Christian because I should be able to just get through this yeah. by praying, you yeah. know, spiritually and, muscle, oh my white gosh. knuckle your way through it. Yeah. And I remember saying to Wayne, like, I, why did he, why did he allow this? Like I'm mad. Like I was mad at God. I told God, I'm mad at you. You can fix this and you won't. You won't let me earn your love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm mad at you. Oh my gosh. Anyway, went through all kinds of things, but I, I, and eventually, I mean, just, and I just want to be really transparent without going into too much detail, but, um, fine, you know, thought, nope. And I don't know, I found a book that talked about how you have to work on it in three different ways. You have to work on your, your mind, your soul and your body. Mm. And that was so good for me. Yeah. I mean, it's a holistic thing. Oh my gosh. My doctor had told me my, my body just crashed. She's like, your body handled stress for so long. And then it said, I'm done. Yeah. And then my mind, the worry, the what ifs. Worry is really what ifs. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know, it's, well, what if this happens or or that happened? And now I'm, what if they're upset or what? I don't know. And even a lot of things at church, you know, caring so much for people can be good, but it can also be very bad. Yeah. <laughs> because you just, you worry when, anyway. So, um and then the body, you know, sometimes you need something when it is severe anxiety to help you get through it. And well, I mean, even the nature of like essentially burnout, because it's like you ex- experience some of the symptoms of burnout. Mm-hmm. And that's literally when the like the feel good chemicals in your brain, like those things, like those uh, producers serotonin. of that, yeah, the serotonin yeah. and stuff like that are not able to produce it anymore. Yeah. You're at a deficit. And so then your body switches over to adrenaline. Yes. To, and that's to yep. to replace it and adrenaline is actually toxic to the body yeah i mean we get it in short bursts when we're in fight or flight moments but it's on a if you're constantly living in adrenaline just to get through the day it's toxic to the yep. body and it burns you out and yep. so that's i mean you, and that's what they told that's what the doctor said she said you're in constant fight or flight mode my cortisol was really high stuff like that physical yeah that's stuff. the stress chemical yeah and so, yeah, it's super interesting how yeah, the, the was, bo- I mean, are we surprised that the mind and the body and the soul are all connected together and, you know, our thought life affects our body and our body affects our thought life oh and both affect gosh. our soul and vice versa. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. you lived in the mixture of that, yeah. of depending heavily on one at the expense of others. And, but it's been cool to see how God brought you through that. And now this, t- a text like this is very meaningful yes. to you because yes. you had to live it out in the most meaningful, practical, daily yeah. ways. Yeah. And that's, a, that's an inspiration to me and so many people who got to see the day to day. It's one thing to tell the story and people get to hear the story now, which is cool. Um, but for us to see the day to day of it, of like, it was a battle. It yeah. wasn't just a, oh, I just need to pray and read my right. Bible harder right? and that'll fix all my problems. <laughs> right. It's like, no, like this was... There was, yeah. there was spiritual warfare in it. There was a whole journey that you walked through yeah. to, to live For that sure. out, which is, which is cool. Yeah. But I feel like on this side of it, and I never at that time thought that I would ever thank God 
for letting me go through that season. And I remember one day I was walking around my neighborhood, which I couldn't do that either at the beginning. Couldn't even go outside for a walk. Wayne had to go with me but it, and forced me to go. But anyway, I remember the moment. I remember where I was walking when I said, thank you, God. Because mm. I can't even tell you how many people I've talked to that have anxiety. Yeah. And, and this was right before the pandemic. And then the pandemic, thank God <laughs> it happened before the pandemic. But, um, oh my gosh, I've talked to so many people and I have such love and compassion for them. And I feel you like, know oh my gosh, personally, I know I never knew before. I like wanted to <laughs> smack myself. Cause I'm like, I probably was that person that said, just get into your Bible more, yeah. you know? And that's, and yes, that's part of it is. Yeah. It's like, not God. that that's not important, Absolutely, but it can't, sometimes that's not the only thing that's needed. Yeah, for sure. And I think even when I was looking at this scripture, because you had told me this is what we were talking about, like when I look at the passages right before it, um, or even all the messages that you guys have given, Tyler, like, um, you know, about the anger and Mm. um, lust and just different things that can, and like even right before this is talking about not laying uh, up for yourself treasures on earth and yeah. you can't love both God and money. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know if it had ever hit me before that that was right before this passage of scripture. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, I mean, it's the whole thing like the, and this is like the classic Bible study principle that's taught. If you see the word, therefore you ask why, back and why like, is it therefore? Yeah. Why is the therefore therefore? Yeah. And you like, and I remember in preparation, and I mentioned it in my message br- just briefly, but of saying he's talking about, which we didn't go into the, that text on treasures in heaven in this series, but I did preach on it back in yes. the financial series we did back in February. So just a few months back and realizing, gosh, you look in that context and realize that's why the therefore is yeah. of saying that all this stuff can lead to the worry and the anxiety when, if you look at like verse, um, I can't read that verse 32, where it says for the Gentiles seek after all these things Yeah. versus what it says in 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, you know, I was, I was definitely a Christian. I mean, when I went into that season, I had been a Christian for a very long time and had been seeking God for sure. Yeah. But I feel like um, by nature, you know, I'm a people pleaser. So maybe was seeking approval mm. of others. Um, just like lots of things that I feel like I was seeking after that. That's not what we're supposed to be seeking. Yeah. You know, and I feel like through that season, God taught me. And even now, because I have anxious days, you know, sure, yeah. I had one, I told Tyler when we walked in here, I had a really anxious day yesterday. Yeah. It was like day before. Yeah. Like, Oh, hmm, I don't know. Just a coincidence. Don't let it build your faith or, or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, or, or something that happens in your life, you know, or in my life where I'm worried about something, maybe something I said or something in the past or yeah. somebody who left here, you know, all those things when you work at a church or worried about something in the future. Oh my gosh, we're getting into retirement where our life's going to change, you know, different things like that. Not, I'm not retiring yet, but you know what I mean? We're yeah, at that sure. age where we're thinking about that. 
And um, I am finding, like, even here at work, if there's something that stresses me out during the day, like, I, I have to, that time with God, which is the seeking first, the kingdom of God, mm. is I have to do it. I have yeah. to. And it, it's not even that I have to open my Bible and read a bunch of scripture. It's that I need to sit and just say, God, I need your perspective. Yeah. Because right now I'm looking through Carol's eyes, and this is another thing, the scripture before it, it um which is before this verse, but in 22, it says the eye is the lamp of the body. Mm. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. Um, I used to think of that as, oh, if your eyes are looking at bad things or, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But it's like God just over the years has shown me that, no, it's like if I have his eyes, it's how you, I mean, yeah, in that context, he's saying it's how you perceive your life and your stuff. It's about yeah. perception, not physical sight. Yeah. And so if you're viewing your life and your stuff, I mean, he's talking about your stuff, but really it can apply to your whole life through healthy, good eyes, which are eyes, God's eyes, God's eyes. through the kingdom. Yeah. Your life is going to be full of light, but if it's bad and you're focused on only the temporary it's going to be bad and yeah. you're going to, and you're going to worry. Yeah. Cause you're going to feel like, and that's where he makes that differentiation saying the pagans run after all these things. And the gosh, this even connects to the prayer passage before that, that I talked about last week of where he's saying the, you know, the pagans who think they're going to be heard for their many prayers and they babble on and things like that. It's because the, the Greeks and the Romans served these cruel capricious gods mm who they believed if I don't offer enough service, I mean, it's a works righteousness. If I don't offer enough service, the gods won't throw a scrap my way. Yeah, I've got to earn even my basic necessities by praying enough and doing enough and things like that. But it like ties even to the beginning of the Lord's prayer. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Mm -hmm. You are a God who is exalted and transcendent above. You are sovereign and powerful and can do anything and yet you're near, closer than the air I breathe. Yeah. And you know my needs before I ask them. Yeah. Like both of those things together, that's why therefore do not worry about tomorrow because you're not like the pagans who, you know, follow these cruel and capricious gods. You have a father who knows your needs intimately and is powerful enough to meet them. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Crazy. <laughs> and you know, the one thing, Tyler, and this lends into what you're just talking about, but... I think the biggest thing that God, one of the biggest things that God taught me during and coming out of that season, probably more so than during it, is that it's not about me in mm. a good, freeing way. And that has helped me so much. Like where you were talking about whatever you focus on, you know, that becomes your, um, and if we just focus on us, if we focus on, especially me for being a people pleaser or oh, what's that person think of me or, you yeah. know, did I upset them or just anything, anything, you know, oh, I failed in that. I didn't do a good job. And mm. so then I would beat myself up, yeah. you know, I'm. I'm doing, I, you know, especially as a mom and working, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm failing at one. If I'm doing okay at one, I'm failing at the other and sure. stuff like that. But I, I actually read a book I, and I actually did a book study here. So some of the women listening to this may have done, yeah, um, they may know. read that book, but the whole free of me, like it, it's not about you in, in a good way. It's not about you. Like that is great news. Like, and that itself is even, cause that, I mean, that's what Jesus is saying here. He doesn't yeah. say, Hey guys, just focus on yourself more. 
Right. And, and things will, which that's what the world who has no greater kingdom to offer yes. to focus on. So their response to anxiety is self-care, which yeah. again, self-care is good in many ways. Right. But when self-care is the ultimate, and C.S. Lewis said this, he said, when good things become ultimate things, that's the definition of idolatry is when good things become ultimate things. So even self-care in our society is exalted to the highest thing of like, oh, that's how you deal with all the anxiety disorders and problems in our culture and society is focus on yourself, self-care. That's the most a secular culture can offer is self-care. But this is saying, no, actually real self-care is not focusing on yourself. Yeah. And that's like the the mystery of it, the, it pa- the paradox of it. Real biblical self care is surrendering to God and focusing on His kingdom yeah. and allowing God to restore you. And it's not easy. Yeah. I mean, I feel like because our default is to focus on ourselves. Yeah. Because we want to take care of ourselves, we want to make sure we're all right. We want to. But man, as soon as I started to grasp that concept, I remember I'd get thoughts of worry about maybe something here and I'd be, you know, I don't know, something about the church. I even had to relate it to the church because I feel like the church is my love. I love this church. I've worked here for so long. And like, if somebody said something about the church or something went wrong here, you know, I'd worry about that. I got to fix it. I got to address it. That fixer thing. And so finding that, no, I can be free. I can be free of all that, Mm. you know, and, and turning it over to God and saying, no, God, I trust you. Like, it's not about me. It's not about new hope. Um, And you say, and this is what I love is you, I mean, this is very practical for you and toward us as well, because there are so many times when we are in like senior level leadership conversations about things, addressing issues and problems. And there's things to be anxious about, to worry Mm -hmm. about. And you, you repeat that refrain a lot mm-hmm. of saying, God's got this. We, yeah. we got to trust him. It's not about us. Yeah. Like we need to remember, like you remind us, like, and that shows that's, again, ministry is the life of overflow. It's an overflow yeah. of what God is doing in us. And that has overflowed out of you because you learned it. In a, it was a very hard, but in a very <laughs> deeply learned lesson yeah. of it's not about me yeah. and what it looks like to practice that almost like it's like holy self-forgetfulness mm-hmm. before God. It's not about me, it's about you and how God met you in that. And so like that that shapes how you lead yeah. even now, which is so good. And yeah. that's why I'm very thankful for you yeah. <laughs> on it, our team. Yeah, I mean it is. Because we need to hear that, need to be reminded of that. When we get like frenetic and ah, what's gonna happen? Right. We're worried about this thing or that thing. And, yeah. and you're like, it's gonna be okay. God's gonna take care of us. We're yeah. like, yeah, whatever, Carol. But I'm like, <laughs> but she's not wrong. <laughs> I just yeah. hate it that I didn't think of that. <laughs> yeah. And even, you know, I know maybe a lot of the people listening here, your worry might be about somebody that you love that's maybe not following God or going in a wrong path or, you know, yeah. and I think being able to, I mean, and that's that, that prayer of, I trust you, God, you mm. know, of handing it over. I feel like God has had to tell me many times, you are not the Holy Spirit, Carol. So quit trying to be. When you said earlier, trying to fix things, you know, you don't have to fix everything because that's what, that brings a lot of anxiety. Mm. You know, it's like I figured out, I put so much pressure and Wayne had told me this for years. Why do you think that? Or why do you say those things? I put so much, and I think all of us are like this. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves that we're not supposed to have, Yeah, you know, to change something or fix something. Now there are times when, yes, we have to stand up and change something or 
try to help fix something. But in a lot of instances, you know, and we talk about this a lot here, you can't, we can't change people's hearts. Yeah. We talk about that so much that that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And so I've really had to remind myself of that so much. Like, no, I'm not going to stress about this. I'm not going to let this cause me worry because God, you know, you are the fixer of the hearts and I trust you. I've had, I mean, there's some days I have to say that 20 times a day is that worry comes. I have to say, nope. I trust you, God, you've got it. Like I have to, and that's a whole mind thing where you have to turn your mind instead of dwelling on something. Well, what if blah, 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 you know, stopping and going, no, all those what if questions are, and it's kind of akin to that Albert Haas quote that I I had read in the message where he talks about our amnesia of the present moment. Mm -hmm. Cause all what if, all what if questions speak to the past or the future. What if I'd done this differently? What if I had done that differently? We're worried about things in the past that we can't change. Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? Or what if this person does this? Those are all questions of the future that we have no control over. And so I love that language he uses of returning home to the present moment. Because it's only in the present moment that we experience the presence of God. Yeah. You can't experience the presence of God in the past. Yeah. And you can't experience it in the future. You only experience his presence, hence the word presence, mm-hmm. in the present moment. And anywhere God is present, that's home. Yeah. And so the present moment is home. Yeah. I just love that language. And so I've started using that now of like moments of worrying. I'm like, I got to go home. Yeah. I got to return. Oh, I got to return <laughs> home to the present really moment. Good. And so in the, and so those reminders of like to trust and we can't be someone's Holy spirit and we can't change this. Those are reminders to return home to the present moment of like, all we can deal with is what is happening today. If we have to remind ourselves 20 times, it's still true. It's today. Right. And we can pray. Yeah. You know, we can pray fervently. That's what, that's part of the scripture in Philippians that I love that says, do not be anxious, but bring everything to God in prayer with thanksgiving. Like, that's faith. Mm. That's trust, you know, like, um, and, and it's not, I think one thing you've taught me, Tyler is not, I don't know. I feel like I was for many years, I'd have to muscle my way through it. I got to do it on my own. I got to figure, you know, I got to be a better Christian and I got to stop worrying and I got to, but that whole surrender, that whole, like just letting, I mean, I've have reminders on my phone that says, put your shoulders down. Whoa. That's good. It's huge. And that, because I feel like my like home text, my home passage that is home for me is Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. It's that invitation to the easy yoke and the light burden. Yeah. That's how Jesus describes life with him in the present moment. Right. Easy yoke, easy and light. Right. Not heavy and difficult. Right. <laughs> But I mean, I would constant. I mean, I, I, and I still do this, be driving in the car and I'm like, my shoulders are so tense and tight. Mm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Carol, put your shoulders down. Yeah. You know, you can trust. And I think that's just huge. And like, yeah, we're not, we're not meant to carry all the burdens that we yeah. carry. He wants, he wants, to, he wants us to give the burdens to him. Right. Cause he is strong enough. Right. <laughs> he and is capable. Like, <laughs> like that's one of, been one of my script, favorite scriptures forever, but I felt like, I don't know. And it's hard to explain because I felt like I knew I needed to give it over to him. Yeah. I told so many people that over oh, the sure. years in ministry, like especially youth when I was a youth leader and stuff. 
but truly learning surrender and and that I feel like that comes as we learn spiritual practices as we learn to sit and be still with God because that's when like when I go home from here from yeah. work and I'm carrying a burden of something here and I go sit on my front porch on my swing and listen to the birds yeah um, seriously I that is when and I just that is when I get God's perspective that's when yeah. he says Carol it's not yours give it to me and be free yeah be free well it reminds me of something I heard uh, someone wise once say, I'm trying to remember where I had heard it, where they said, the reason why we struggle so much with a lot of the problems we do is because our problems are not head problems. They're heart problems. Mm -hmm. If it were just about more knowledge, all of us would be yes. thin because we all know what we're, what <laughs> yeah. we're supposed to eat or not eat. We, all, right. we would all be relaxed and healthy and happy because we know the things we're supposed to do that it's heart problems, meaning that we're not trusting, uh, I even I think it might have been Tim Keller, a pastor and author, who had said that at the heart of non-clinical anxiety, he said at the heart of that is the misbelief that God does not have my best interest at heart, mm -hmm. and that's yeah. why I don't trust. Yeah, and I'm like, that's a heart problem, not because you can say, oh no, God loves me and cares for me, but at my heart, look at my behavior. That really speaks to what I believe. Yeah. And so that's who. And I think our past can, and that's one thing I kind of, so as I started to come out of that season, I'm like, God, I want to get to the root of this. I yeah. don't, you know, I, I don't want to worry so much about my image. I don't want to worry about what people think. I don't want to take on others thing, other things or things I'm not supposed to. Yeah. And that hard having a hard time with trust, I realized. And so I was kind of digging, God, where did mm. this come in? Where did, you know, I, I want rid of it. But anyway, my oldest sister, I was 18 years old, was in a horrible car accident. She had two babies at home, mm. um, ended up oh, in a yeah. nursing home for 24 years and <sighs> then died. And none of that made sense. Still doesn't. Still doesn't. Still doesn't. Absolutely did not make sense. Um, and I think, you know, that made me think, but how can I trust that you have my best interests at heart? Yeah. Because look what happened. If you had our best interests at heart, why did that happen to my sister? Yeah. You know, and... And that can take some people out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And thankfully I turned to God during that time. I remember him kind of inside of me saying, Carol, your, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts mm. are not your thoughts. And, and that's where trust comes in because yes. it is not an understanding thing of, I have to know and understand to right. be able to trust. It's like, no, trust sometimes comes even in not knowing right. that there's mystery to certain things in life. Yeah. And can I trust and keep walking even if I don't know, right. even if I never know. Right. And, and knowing God is what yeah. brings that trust. Not knowing why this happened or why that happened. That's really hard because we want to know why. But the more I know God, you know, and, and even that he, he wants me to rest, you yeah. know, and not just rest my body, but rest my mind. And that's hard because I try to rest and my mind was still always going like, yeah. no, you should, why are you resting? You should be here. Or you should be doing this or you should be, it's the whole, you always say we shouldn't operate out of the shoulds and odds, but yeah. out of true desire. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think half my life's been the shoulds and the odds, which yeah. cause a lot of stress, you know? Um, but I'm learning to um, 
rest my mind, you know, yeah. and that comes as we, as we continue to grow closer to you. And like I said, before I went into that season, I, f- I was close to Jesus. I mean, I feel like, but he always has something to teach us. Mm. We're never there. And, and, you know, like I, I remember saying to Wayne during that season, why did I tell God I didn't trust him? Why did I tell him <laughs> I wanted to be in control? Why did I tell him? I don't know how much he loves. I mean, I was serious. I was like, you're I'm so stupid. Yeah. Like, because now he's letting he's I'm in this place. He's and, forming things in you now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're uncomfortable. I don't like them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, yeah. Because yeah. But I feel so much, you know, if you're sitting out there listening to this and you have anxiety, I feel for you Yeah. in so many ways. But I also know that through those, through transforming your mind, body, and your soul, mm. that you can be better, you yeah. know, and the, and the body thing, you know, I, I want to mention this just because I told God I was going to be, um, real, yeah. you know, went back in that season, like, God, I will do whatever I, you want me to, to help people. If you'd let me get through this, that was yeah. my prayer. And I, I, for five months said, not going on medicine, don't need medicine. I should be able to do this without it. Yeah. To me, that was a sign of weakness. And one day I remember God said, Carol, it's going to take you more faith to go on medicine, to get your body right, than not go on medicine. Mm. And that's what I want you to do. That's a word. That's a word right there. Oh my gosh. And so I did, and it took a while. It was terrible. The beginning of it was hard. It's very hard. There's lots of adjustments that come with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it got my body back to where it needed to be. Yeah. And it changed my perception of that too. Yeah. And that's caring for the physical part of who you are. Yeah. And that's just as much a part of you as your mind or your soul. Yeah. And so that's good. No, that's a good word. Yeah. Well, Carol, thank you so much, man. Yeah. We could, we could, I know we could talk, <laughs> we could, du- we could double our time on this <laughs> if we needed to. Um, but Hey, thank you so much yeah. uh, for coming, coming on and, uh, this 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 shan't be the last time you hear from carol uh, i promise so hey thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next time on new hope underground thanks 